Welcome to the Allured Life Podcast. My name is Katie Christ, and in 2016, I wrote down in a journal that I was going to become unapologetically my best self. And my purpose is to help women do the same, whether that's overcoming body image issues, creating next level inner confidence, or up-leveling our emotional intelligence and sense of worth. I believe that by investing in and developing who we are, we can exponentially transform the world we live in. My mission is to create power and influence in the hands of women. These are conversations for those ready to rise. This is the Allured Life Podcast. <laughs> Let's go all in. Hello, hello, and welcome to um, episode number four of the podcast, the Allured Life Podcast. So for anybody that's watching this right now, um, you can see in the background is a very empty apartment. I'll kind of move my camera. Um, Ryan and I bought a house. <laughs> Honestly, half my friends don't even know this. I haven't posted about it on social media um, because it's happened so fast, so quickly, and so much has been happening, but we bought a house. We have a house and it happened in the most aligned, beautiful, crazy, uh, emotional time of everything. Um, therefore though, my week has been chaotic. Um, if anybody is familiar with human design, one of my, my strongest sense is um, making things beautiful. And when things are in my environment that are not, that I don't feel is beautiful, whether that's in like the vibe, the energetics, or like truly, truly how it looks, my flow is completely tapped off. My, my ability to be productive or to be creative, honestly, completely tapped off. And so it was so hard for me to find time to record because my apartment was an absolute disaster, a tornado, uh, like mayhem just went through. And then the new place doesn't have Wi-Fi or internet and is also crazy, a tornado, chaotic. And so this week we're just going to go and kind of go into the vault. And I picked out one of my favorite long-term, long kind of focused trainings. Um, and so this was from a training it was called, so I had it in the beginning of June and it's called the resolution reset. Um, and it really was focusing in on just having it be, we're six months into the year. Let's reset. Let's build up this mode of momentum. Um, cause again, if anybody is like me, I, there are, th there are things that throw me off again, my environment can throw me off. Uh, certain times of the seasons of the, of the year can throw me off when we're, if Ryan and I are moving around a lot, if we have a lot of weddings to go to or traveling to go to, it throws me off because with that comes a feeling of just go, go, go. And just a feeling of not staying straight, not feeling into an alignment. Um, I know this happens with clients that are through the holidays or through the summertime and different changing of different places that you're at all the time or schedules with kids being out of school or kids going back into school, all, all the things. And so what I love about this training specifically, it was, it was one of those trainings that afterwards I had chills on my body. Um, and I'm really leaning into, and I don't know what you believe in. I believe in God. Uh, if you believe in the universe, your highest self, um, that which is greater, just nature, what, whatever you believe in, 
I believe that when we have those experiences of whether it's something that we said or something that we heard or some person that we're talking with or a YouTube video that we watch, if we get chills from it, I believe that it's God just saying, Hey, this is, you're in the right spot. This is for you. This is a sign. Like you feel those chills of alignment. Um, and after this training, I felt chills. And so it's a really powerful for me of just looking at creating ambition, creating a why, creating that, that first kind of step into transforming your life, whatever that looks like for you. It could be about body image perception or, or getting fit or focusing in on relationships or being more patient, whatever it looks like for you. This conversation is about really aligning into your greatest ambition, something that you can tap into every single day. So you keep the momentum going, you keep that motivation going. Momentum builds motivation. So many women come to me and say that their biggest struggle is that they don't feel motivated all the time. This is how you become motivated all the time. You build up the momentum, you focus in on your ambition. So I'm going to go unpack and embrace the chaos and make it beautiful. I hope you enjoy this training about kind of creating your ambition um, to be live into your best version of you. So keep going on guys. So hi guys, um, welcome to uh, Re- Revolution Reset. Um, so really, I keep messing up the name. Um, maybe it's not the best name, but the focus of this is really going in. And, and I was feeling this of, hey, we're in June, Katie, June of 2022. And it's a good time of just kind of being like, hey, like what were my New Year's resolutions? What were those goals? What was the focus going into this new year? Um, I know people are like, New Year's, it, it doesn't matter. It just kind of like, it's just another arbitrary day. I love New Year's. I love just, again, I'm so into personal development and personal growth that I love that there is a specific day that's focused on who you want to become. It's like my love language. And so for me, it's not just, yes, you can change. You can have that, whatever that new year's mindset could literally be any day of the week, any time, any moment, any sense of urgency that you're like, okay, this is the time to change. Um, so yes, that totally can happen. And I, I love it. So <laughs> if you're not the type of person that's like, ah, I hate this kind of kitty, it's we're okay. We can still be friends. Um, however, there is a statistic out there that the uh, an average person will make the same New Year's resolution 10 separate times without success. So think about that. 10 separate times. That's a decade. That is the average person will make, will live a decade of saying the same exact thing, the same type of growth, the same type of kind of trajectory of where they want their life to go. 10 years without success. Uh, Definitely was me. That definitely was me. Oh my goodness. So for so long. It was always, I, I remember honestly being, um, I think it was 16. And this kind of goes back into kind of some, in terms of, of health for me, really started with some body image confidence issues. 
Um, so my new year's resolution every single year, I remember 16 saying, I want to be, I want to lose weight. I want to be skinny. I wanted to, um, go finally and, and be up at the lake and not feel self-conscious. Um, and I didn't want to be in it. Like I was wearing take tankinis, I think is the term. Um, so kind of, it was like, I'm like, yeah, I'm wearing a two piece. Um, but it was, it would cover, uh, where I felt very, very self-conscious. Um, I wanted to be able to be on the soccer team and, and have early morning workouts and go and shower without wearing my shorts and a tank top while we're showering um, versus kind of the a, a sports bra and some compression shorts. I want to be able to change for basketball practice without kind of having to go in the locker room or in the, um, in the bathroom stalls in the locker room. Like I remember so vividly being 16 and I remember being like, oh, when I'm 20, when I'm 20 and I'm an adult, I'll, like I'm going to be in my perfect body. I'm going to be the confident woman that I, that I saw on TV and in magazines and uh, not as much on social media. Social media, it wasn't that big of a thing in terms of like looking at ideal body types um, that started in college for me. Uh, <laughs> and I remember walking the, I actually remember walking earlier, maybe it was 10 being in the mall and being like, oh, like when I am an adult and I can wear these clothes and I can look this certain way. And then I hit 20, so it was four years after that, after 16, honest 10 years after I remember thinking that when I was 10, I still didn't feel like I lost weight. And in fact, being 20 and eating uh, pizza all the time and having late night meals and late night drinks, lots of them <laughs> in college. Um, I just wasn't there. Like, still kept happening. Still, like, the, how many of us New Year's resolutions to lose weight or to stop eating like crap or to consistently exercise without like stopping going, stop, go, stop, go, stop, go. I bet you a lot of us, so I know I have for sure. So that was kind of the, um, the inspiration behind this program is to really say, okay, we're mid year. Let's just check in and not check in and kind of go about the whole, like, are you like, like checking in all the kind of the, in my terms, stupid boxes of just like, oh, you should be eating like this and you should be exercising like this. And have you tried kind of like, um, oh, what were they called? Smart goals. And let's go with those. And it's not, those aren't bad. They're not bad at all. <laughs> I know like even when I write goals, it is, it's getting very specific. And so I utilize those, those techniques of the smart goals, but I want us to be a little bit fresher. I want this to be focused in on kind of really sparking up your motivation and realigning back into what truly does matter. Because that's what I do as a health and wellness coach. It's not about me giving you a, here is a done for you diet. And then here like is a done for you exercise program. And here is a done for you mindset. Go read it and you will be good to go. Boom. All right. No, <laughs> that's not my experience of actually seeing lasting transformation and habit development because there's so much that goes into it. 
so much. There's mindset, there's energetics, there's beliefs on self-worth and self-confidence. Um, there's different ways to go about goals and there's kind of specifics and strategies to bring your dream version of you, your version of health, your version of finances, your version of spirituality or relationships or intimacy or um, your influence in the world, all these things. We can bring that back and we can utilize these tools and really help the trajectory of whatever you want to be focusing on right now. So I know in my marketing, <laughs> I was very broad on what your resolution is. So I, I kind of, I was like your health resolution. That is as broad as I could have possibly been. Actually, I could have been just like, whatever you want to do. I want, I specifically made this very, very broad because I want you to really have an ingrained focus and desire, like an understanding of what your true ambition is right now for you. And so again, like, obviously I'm going to kind of gear it towards health because I intrinsically believe in like, and I, I know I come because I'm a health coach, but I truly, truly do believe when we focus in on our health and specifically our energy, we have the energy and the ambition and the drive and the focus to up-level everything else in our life. So again, right now, your current focus might be a financial goal or a career goal or a relationship goal. Like uh, your ambition can be all those things. However, I really believe that to really focus, you can do specific things and everything that we're going to be talking about in the next couple of days can, is applicable to any type of a goal, but I want you to kind of come back and my spin will be a little bit more on the health and the wellness and the energy aspect, because I want you to have the energy to really go all in and a focused and a just like ready to get at it level of intentionality versus going about your day-to-day -day life, going about the day-to-day -day stressors, and the things that are pulling you and, and, and grabbing your attention and then coming back and, and you have the time to focus in on your goal, whatever it may be, and you're exhausted and you're depleted and you're just not you're like, I can't, it's like, I'll start again tomorrow or I'll focus again on Monday or you just kind of half-ass it. I don't want that. I want you to like zero in on the next focus of the next six months and what that's going to be and continually keep leveling up, leveling up, leveling up, leveling up. So that's my intention for the next couple of days. Um, again, I apologize. This is totally different. I wanted this to be an interactive thing where we're in the comments on Facebook live. You feel like you're actually talking with me, but we're good. We will pivot and everything will be good. Um, so today I really want to talk about kind of developing resilience in terms of what your focus in is and your motivation. And I want to talk about, it's this framework, it's called A4. So A with a little like four on top, because this is how to quantum leap your evolution. So I'll go through what the A's mean. Um, and this really is focusing on like revving you up and building you up so that you are ready to just it's almost like a rocket ship. We're going to be fueling the flames for this motivation to keep going. Um, but before we get into what A4 specifically represents, I want to give a, um, I want to give a quote. 
that changed everything for me in my own health and wellness journey. And so it's from Brendan Burchard. So if anybody's familiar with Brendan Burchard, he's a high performing coach. Um, he's amazing. He's really great. He is just, he's so specific and intentional about kind of generating energy and influence and necessity to be not just a high achiever, but to be a high performer. Because there's a difference between being a high achiever and a high performer. A high achiever go, yes, like I'm a yes person. I'm going constantly. I need to kind of do this. I can't let anything fall off. Everything on, like, go, go, go. It's like, I achieve a lot. And when you get it, you feel like you're on top of the world. And if you don't get it, burnout. And a level of kind of self-loathing, um, not respect for ourselves, a feeling of failure, a feeling of not being enough, not worthy, not living up to our standards. That's a lot going on in a high achiever, high performer. This is someone who knows what they want. They know what the needle moving activities are. They focus in on things, say yes to the right things and say no to so much more that's not in alignment with where their focus is at. And they get stuff done and they feel proud. And these are the types of people like exactly what they desire and what they focus on because their focus is so fine-tuned. So that's where, like, I know I'm talking to a lot of people that would define themselves as high achievers. However, I do want to kind of reframe this just a little bit and say, we're no longer high achievers because with being a high achiever, there leads to burnout and frustration and just feeling like a, a sense of lack and a feeling like you're not living enough. There's always something more and something that you could be better at. Not, I'm not feeling the vibe over here. I wanna be a high performer. I wanna be someone that knows what they want and keeps going with like, no matter what. So they have the ambition and it can happen easily for them or they can make it happen no matter what. It doesn't matter. They will get that. That's the mindset that we're going towards. And that is, if you're like, I love this kind of stuff, Katie, Brendan Burchard's work, phenomenal. So today's session is going to be very much kind of influenced by Brendan Burchard's work, um, just because that was really, honestly, the first trajectory of where my own journey came from not in just kind of starting my own health and wellness journey and my focus towards, Hey, how do I actually become consistent with this? But it also kind of influenced me on doing the more personal development work, the high performing aspects, the leveling up and wanting to just be more and living up to the standard that I knew and believed and desired and, and, and just knew I was meant for and that growth. Um, so Let's start with this quote. So one of, when Brendan Burchard talks about resilience, resilience is just kind of keep going, keep going, keep going. He mentioned this quote of hurt and pain are indicator lights, not the wheel. So let me, let me say that again. Hurt and pain are indicator lights, not the wheel. So what does that mean? It means that a lot of the times, and especially with our own health and wellness, we notice things that we don't like, that we feel self-conscious about, that we feel like we're not enough in, um, that we feel physical discomfort. 
And so what I'm what am I talking about here? It's do you feel like you need to lose weight? Do you feel like when you sit down and you sit like you sit down in some jeans that your muffin top goes over your jeans and that makes you physically uncomfortable? Do you dislike that going up a flight of stairs you are winded? Do you dislike um, certain aspects of your body? that your arms are too big, your shoulders are too wide, uh, your arms aren't big enough, your shoulders aren't strong enough, you have too small legs, too big of a butt, not big of a, enough of a butt. Pain and, and, and hurt and pain are indicator lights, not the wheel. And why is this so pivotal? It's because a lot of the time, so much, we are motivated by hurt and pain. We're motivated because we don't like the way that we look. So we're saying, okay, I need to start exercising and I need to go on a diet. But the trouble with driving from this point is that we're going to, we're going to swerve anytime, anytime we feel, anytime we walk into a room or we see ourselves in a mirror and we don't like what we're doing, we change our habits and we change our behaviors. This is where it's like, don't let that. And that's where we're kind of just like going all over the place and we're not finding consistency and it's hard. It's cause like, have, has anybody like driven on a road where like you are just going like ice. Let's talk about like driving with ice on the road and you slip and it's like, oh gosh. And then you overcorrect and then you overcorrect again. And, and hopefully, sorry, I got really excited. You've never gotten an accident. That's kind of what it's like when you're, when hurt and pain are, are are driving when they're the wheel because you start to drive away from, okay, if I, if I don't like the way that my body looks, I'm going to drive away from it. So either what's going to happen is that you're going to be in the avoidance. So that's physically driving away from it, or you're going to utilize that as the motivator, the wheel of like, okay, I feel, I feel worse about my body. So let's drive over here. Let's drive over here. Let's try to work out. Let's try to exercise. Let's do this. Oh, I still, I still feel bad about my body, but I'm like still working out and exercising pretty well. Like, okay, let's course correct again. And you kind of start driving in circles. If you get my frame of reference, instead hurt and pain are indicator lights. So it's just noticing and saying, okay, if there's anything about my own health, or again, think broadly to anything that's in your environment, or if it's your finances, if it's your relationships with certain people, if you're feeling a discomfort, if you're feeling a level of anxiety about it, if you're feeling frustrated or guilty about the, any like negative feeling, just like, oh, my gaslight just went on. Okay. I think I need to be doing something right now to focus in on, oh, okay. Let's go get some gas right now but don't freak out. And a lot of us do that, right? And a lot of us do that on New Year's. We go and we're like, okay, New Year's resolution. What should I do? What do I not like about myself? Oh, okay, perfect. Let's just lose 50 pounds in like a month. Let's do those 90 day programs where it's like, okay, like look at the, the um, shredded person over here and the not shredded person over there. And if you just do this in 90 days in a 30 day guaranteed money, the, the, that did not make sense. Uh, <laughs> You, you, if you reference, if you've seen the commercials that I am kind of referencing, but not trying to reference, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so what's the wheel then? It's who you are. And a lot of us miss that. 
very, very quickly, very easily too. It's the focus, like we want to be like, okay, we, we've got these things that are coming up, right? We have insecurities. We have belief systems about what we can or can't do. We have focuses. We have people in our life telling us that we'll never lose weight, that it's in our body. Or we have people saying like, oh, you're always the type of person that just is a like nighttime snacker. We have people doing that and we have ourselves doing that. So we have things that are going to be indicator lights, but right now we're driving from them. We're trying to avoid them or driving to them. How do we become the most steady driver where we know exactly where we're going? We don't know how long it's going to take, but we know the focus. We know we, but we also know too, that there's going to be things that, oh, oil needs to be changed. Okay. Got that. And how do we do that from a place where we're not freaking out because you're not waiting until the last moment to change your oil or the gas light goes on. You're like, okay, I gotta go get gas. And you find an exit and you know, you have to look for it and you search Google maps. You're like, okay, where's the nearest gas station? But you're calm and you're steady and you're not letting these things raise up your anxiety or raise up your depression or raise up your level of um, self-consciousness, you're steady. Cause you're like, I know this is the road that I want. I know that this is the path and I know I'm going to get there because I know the focus. I don't know what's going to come up. Deer might hit me, but I know that like, I've got this no matter what. So that's why when I'm talking about motivation with people and, and specifically with our health and wellness, I talk about it's not like 20% is about what you're doing. It's what you're eating, how you're exercising, um, the sleep, the, um, I guess those are honestly quite supplements that you're taking, like what the physical, what intermittent fasting, going keto, doing HIIT training, doing yoga, like the what, and then 80% is who are you being? And these are like freaking dang important, right? Like I just listed off sleep and how you're exercising, which we know are all like, we know that we have to be doing those. Right. I talked about like your diet and what you're doing. Like these are things that are so important and they're 20%. And so 80% is so, so important because this over here is where habit development happens. It's when consistency happens. It's when you learn to overcome limiting beliefs and override kind of um, old kind of mindsets that are keeping you stuck or old blocks that are keeping you stuck. And so this is where I want us to focus in on. And before I kind of go into the A4, which really does kind of help start to curate the who, I do want to specifically talk about motivation in terms of body image. Um, because a lot of women do come to me and they say, all right, Katie, I'm ready to work with you. I want to lose weight. And that's totally fine. I get so many women that like, like obviously, and men too, it's everywhere of like losing weight, lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. And like, that's the ideal of what health looks like. And to an extent, they're right. Because there is a level of just kind of having too much stress on the body in the form of kind of pounds that is unhealthy for us. But I study body image perception in uh, my grad school, school. I did a thesis on kind of the influence that social media has on it and 
one thing that kept coming up, research article after research article after research article, is that motivation, the type of motivation is so dang crucial to the consistency of your health and wellness behaviors. So motivation that's based on appearance. So think of wanting to lose weight, wanting to look a certain way, want to be sexy or toned or um, getting jacked, like anything that's really focused in on appearance is correlated to a higher level of negative body image perception, regardless of if you see any differences. So if your motivation to eat a certain way and to exercise consistently is rooted in a motivation kind of perception, if you're like, I want to lose weight, okay, let's go do this. You're less likely to achieve like feeling good about your body. You're more likely to actually increase the level of negative body image perception that you will have. And in addition to that, like regardless of any benefits that you may get from those health and wellness behaviors, you are less likely to keep up with them and being consistent with them. So it's this double-edged sword, like when you are appearance-based motiva- motivated, which is literally everywhere out there right now, right? In kind of marketing gyms or marketing supplements or marketing kind of like eating lean or eating like this kind of type. It's all about kind of the, the focus of the appearance. There's those before and after images. There's people marketing exercises and they're in the skimpy clothing and they're in the ideal body type. When the motivation comes here, you may start to be consistent in exercise or start to eat really dang good, but you're less likely to keep up with it because your body image perception, you're more likely to just keep being like, I'm not enough. I'm not enough. I'm not enough. I'm not there because what is the right weight? What is the right body? I promise you that. What is it? Like there, there is nothing. And so what we really want to focus in on, especially too, if if people are like, well, I know I just want to lose the weight because I would be so much happier. I want us to go deeper then. You just cued me in a little bit of like, oh, you want to be happier. Okay, we're there. Because what we want then and what research shows is a functional-based motivation leads to higher body appreciation. So functional-based motivation, as in you inherently enjoy the activity, you see the benefit. There's something, there's just something that's deeper and more like, okay, I know that this type of activity, whether or not it's what you're eating or what you're doing or or kind of the sleep that you're getting, that function-based, you know there's a linkage to something greater, either of joy, of enjoyment, or freedom. Like that's functional-based. And when you have motivation that's rooted in functionality, you're more likely to increase your body image perception. So you feel better about your body and there's no kind of constraint of, do you actually see the result? You just start to feel it. And then because you start to feel better about your body, there's a higher correlation with you continuing to kind of go with those habits and those wellness behaviors and increase them. And so it's this compounding effect of It really, it's like a circular compounding effect almost. You have a functional-based motivation, you feel better about your body, and then you start to work and you are consistent with the working out, and then you have an increased motivation, and then you start to feel even more better about your body. So it just keeps going up, 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 up. That is what we want.
right there. So that's a lot of the just conversations with so many women and men too, is just really breaking down this old belief of the type of motivation around appearance-based motivation and getting it to this functionality and keeping it going so that you're stoking the flames and you're just like a rocket of going. So I really wanted to make a, a, a comment on that because the next part that I want to talk about is A4. And A4 is going to start talking about what is your ambition? What is it that you want? So let me say what A4 stands for. So it's ambition, anticipation, attention, and aligned action. So here is what normally I see people do wrong when it comes to kind of starting their health and wellness transformation, or again, any type of goal setting is they have the ambition. So like, okay, I want to lose weight. And then they go straight into action. So they go straight into exercising like this, eating like this, trying to get the sleep, like all the things, drinking the water, they go straight into it. And then what happens? We stop. They, a roadblock happens. Uh, they struggle or it's just like that stop and go, stop and go, stop and go. And usually that's because they're missing the two pieces in between. So the anticipation and the um, attention. So this is where it's like, okay, let's, let's go through this process specifically. So let's start with ambition. So ambition is truly figuring out what do you desire? And like so much, again, I know that's so dang broad, but it's really focusing in on, okay, what do I want in the next 90 days? If I could wave a magic wand, what do I want? What would be the, like, such a cool thing that if I achieved that, I would feel so incredibly better with myself. So I'll give you a couple of structures of how to kind of ask this question. So one, it could just be as simple as that. What do you want? And two, like, also, if you're, if you are struggling with, okay, so if the ambition is rooted in that appearance-based motivation, you're like, I just can't get it. I just really just want to lose weight. Go through this structure. Uh, this is what I tell my clients all the time. Go and make a ladder on a piece of paper. So there's a way to draw a line and then little steps. And you can keep, it doesn't matter. Like you, this could be an endless ladder if you need it to be. Set the timer for 15 minutes and just sit there and say, okay, what do I want? And at the bottom, just say to lose weight. Like if that's what, if that truly is what you, what you want at, at first. And then you're gonna ask the question is what is important about losing weight to me? Or why is it crucial or why is it important to lose the weight? So I know those are very similar questions, but does pull out different kinds of types of, of thinking. So what is important about losing the weight to me? Or why is it important to lose the weight? So whatever one of those questions work, go with that. And then you keep going. So it's a values ladder. So we're trying to get to your top, top value of why losing the weight is so important. And we're trying to kind of peel back the layers of, okay, the first layer, it can like, do not be like, don't get mad at yourself. If the first layer is to lose, to lose weight or to look a certain way, or to want to bulk up, like, don't be mad about that at all, because I believe in you and your own personal power. And I know that there's a deeper rooted, like there's a reason why that's so important to you. 
that's rooted in something so dang powerful. And that's what I want to get at. So it could just be like, okay, let's, let's take back the layer. What's important about losing weight to me. Um, oh, I'll be more confident in myself. Okay. What's important about being confident. And then, oh, okay, I will be more outgoing in meetings. I'll, I'll kind of be the person that um, is more of a natural leader in my job. Cool. Okay. What is important about that? And you keep going up, you keep going up, you keep going up, and you keep going up until you literally can't, like, like, that is the most important thing that I possibly could ever want. When you get there, when you're like, there is nothing more important than that, you're good. Then that's, that is your ambition. That's the focus that we want because that can be kind of an umbrella term of, okay, this is the focus. How do we make sure that everything that we want, like, like the, the food that we're eating or the exercise that we're doing or the actions that we're taking live under that umbrella. So that's, so these are kind of different tiers of how do we kind of uncover what your ambition is. So the first one, again, being just asking, what do I want? The second one is really getting kind of deeper and deeper and deeper upon that. Um, And then the last one that I really do love, and this is kind of a little bit more so for a broader version, is to do a whole life assessment. Um, Because some of the times we focus in on and we say, okay, I want to lose weight because I want to be the most confident version of myself. And when I'm the most confident version of myself, I like... I am the, the best role model for my kids. And we're like, okay, that's, that's, that's the focus. And then when we start to kind of get to that last step of aligned action, we don't follow through. And you're like, we're like, okay, like, oh, I gotta go and do this workout class, but my kids are here and I like need to go focus on that. And, and because your motivating factor is with your kids, it's like, no, me giving my spending my time is is more important. And so we can kind of get a little bit confused because some of the times that we have ambition, it's just towards one aspect of our own wellness. So one aspect being your health or your relationships or your finances, when we just have one, the other areas that are just as important might take some time from one. And then we get on ourselves because we're like, oh, like, why can't I follow through? And you get on, like in your head, you're like, well, no, it was because I was like prioritizing another aspect of, of what I wanted. And, and, and it kind of gets a little bit muddled because we're not so specific on that. And and this is where kind of the difference with a high achiever and a high performer kind of makes into play. Um, And so this practice, again, I know I'm rambling, but this will make sense once you see it is instead of just saying, okay, I want to focus on this area. So for instance, my health, we're going to do a whole life assessment and really kind of measure ourselves of every area of our life of a one to 10 or a zero to 10. Zero being, I am so not satisfied with this area of my life and 10 being like, this part of my life is amazing. And these are all subjective numbers because I honestly don't believe that you can just say like, okay, I'm at a 10. I can't keep growing. Uh, it's exponential for me, but in terms of this practice, we're just kind of measuring it so that you can see every area of your life in comparison with the good areas. And then also in comparison with the not so good areas. Um, and what, and I'll, I'll show you, and, and I, I grabbed this from Brendan Burchard because he has 
out of all the wellness kind of whole life assessments, I love him his the most. So all credit is to him and I'll share that with you. Um, but the reason why we're doing this when we kind of developing our own ambition is we really get a clear picture of what we want in every area of our life. And this is where we kind of start to become that high performer and we become like zoned in on this is what I want for my health. This is what I want for my relationships. This is what I want for my intimate relationships. This is what I want for my uh, finances, for my contribution to the world. We get so focused in on and we're a high performer. And because we're so focused in on every area of our life and what we want, those other things like, oh, you're exhausted. So let's watch Netflix. Um, or, oh, this person's asking you to like volunteer at the church again for the like first. And you really don't have time for that. Like, or this mom is wanting you to do the carpool, even though you've been doing it for the last like two weeks. And like, she keeps blowing you off and keeps like canceling on everybody. I don't have kids, so I don't know if that's an actual example. Um, when we have ambition and it's inclusive of every area of our life, it's so much easier to say no to things. And because we can see how all of those areas can connect, it's so much easier to say, okay, like I know my focus for like, for my health is X, Y, and Z. And I know my, fo I'm focusing in on my relationships with my kids. Therefore, you can start to plan and say, okay, no, I'm actually going to carve out some intentional time with my kids on these days. I don't have to feel guilty about going and working out or eating a certain way and, and not feeling like I'm having the cake with my kids and feeling like that's going to take away from my kids. So this, and this is where I wish that we were a little bit live so that we can ask questions about this. Um, all for sure have, hopefully we can kind of get the live stream going a little bit easier and we can have a Q&A. So we're for sure going to have a Q&A session at the end. Um, so drop your comments below on any questions for this because um, I'm sure I am missing some parts. But let me just show you an overview of this um, of this whole life assessment. And then I think this would be a beautiful place to stop for today because we really kind of did an introduction on exactly what we want, the differences between appearance-based functionality, and now we're going into ambition. And we'll go through the, the three other parts of the A4 tomorrow. Um, okay, so let me share my screen. Uh, let me just make sure we're up, okay. Share screen. Okay. So again, this is completely grabbed from Brendan Burchard. This is not my work. This is something that he has. Um, it's called the High Performance Planner, and he has this listed in here. So I just love this. I highly would recommend if you are a planning type of a person, and if you love what you see here, go and get this planner. It's phenomenal. Um, so what I do want you to do, and again, this is the focus here on is really driving in and having such clarity and focus on what your ambition is for your life. Again, we're going for bigger things right now because sometimes if you, if you are struggling, if you've set, if you're in that category of setting the same new year's resolution 10 separate times, it means there's not enough like of a drive of an ambition, like getting you 
to keep getting consistency and getting those results and keep driving no matter what. And that's what we're trying to do here. So if you keep just saying, okay, I want to lose weight, or I want to have X amount of, of a career kind of influence, and, and you're not getting it, let's then, let's just take your whole life and have ambition for every little piece and just have an understanding of what are you actually focusing in on? So I'm going to read through every part of this um, for those that are probably listening to this either while you're driving or what, what not. That's what I do a lot. So the whole life assessment. So this, a key to this is to just be curious of what you're rating and do not be judgmental. This is not a, ju- is a judgment-free zone of feeling like you need to be doing more. It's not that we're truly just taking an audit of currently where you're at. So let's start with health. So health is, so on a scale of zero to 10, zero being like, I am so dissatisfied with this area of my life. 10 being, I am knocking it out of the ballpark. So on a zero to 10, rate yourself after listening to this prompt. So I regularly take care of myself so that I can feel my best. I want my overall physical and emotional health, it's my well-being, to be primed and optimized to make me feel energetic and strong each day. I strive to eat well, sleep well, and work out so I have the physical vibrancy and stamina to enjoy life and deal with its challenges and opportunities. Next is to measure your mental and emotional state. So I keep a positive outlook and attitude. I'm cultivating a sense of joy and peace in my life so that I can experience positive emotions and relationships. I take care of myself by being mindful to the energy, focus, and emotions I really want to experience and generate in life. Next is rating your partner and love experience. So I feel a consistently deep, trusting, appreciative, soulful, loving connection with my significant other. I am patient, respectful, and attentive to my partner's needs. And then alternative, if you're single, is I live each day through my heart and demonstrate compassion and love for others. Next is your family. I am present with my family. I am creating deep connections and fun and positive energy with the family members that I keep in contact with. It's evident that I love my family and I'm doing my best for them. I try to forgive their mistakes and be compassionate with them. Next is friends. So my immediate social circle of friends brings connection, fun, and positive energy into my life. I seek out positive people and I do my very best to bring positive energy and real authenticity into all of my relationships. I spend enough time with friends. Next is mission. So I feel clear, energized, and fulfilled by my work and contributions to the world. I believe my work or day's efforts adds real value and is a true reflection of my best efforts and contributions. I am truly engaged and excited by what I'm doing. It feels like a mission, calling, or purpose. Next is experiences. So I plan special experiences, trips, adventures, nights out, time to connect or disconnect so that I enjoy life. I give enough time to the things that I love in life, including to my hobbies, interests, and non-work goals and adventures. Next is spirituality, faith, and that which is greater. So I feel connected to the present moment and vitally alive in my spirit. I am congruent with my beliefs and behaviors, and I keep my faith and values at the forefront of my decisions and daily actions. Next is finances. 
So I am being responsible in how I spend my money. I'm saving money for my future. I'm learning the skills necessary to develop my ability to earn even more. I'm happy with my lifestyle and allow myself to enjoy what I've built and earned. And then finally, learning. So I am curious and pay attention to the world around me so that I can learn new things. I ask questions. I seek to discover new things about myself and others. I've created a personalized curriculum for myself so that I can develop the skills needed to succeed. So just rate yourself on a zero to 10. How are you doing in each one of these categories? Because I truly, and I want you to just be really authentic and really real with yourself on this because it is, it's the way we do one thing is a lot of the times how we do everything. And so the next part that I want us to focus in on, and, and this might kind of help really develop, okay, what is your ambition is what are the three top areas that need the most improvement? And I would focus in on those areas of improving those. Because again, we're trying to like make you the most steadiest driver possible. And a lot of the times when we're focused, we're kind of, this is a wheel. We can really kind of develop this and say, okay, each one of these is our wellness wheel. And if we're lacking in one area, think of kind of it being like it's a deflate or um, our wheel is deflated in that area. And so when we're going about trying to get our ambition, trying to be our best version of ourselves, and we're going on this, this wheel that there's areas that we're really not satisfied with, it's like, there's a bump. You hit that flat, you're like, oh God okay, what's going on? And then like the, some other indicator lights are going on, like something's wrong, something's wrong. And you're like, oh my God, I don't know what's going on, but I physically feel like I'm going to like go off the highway right now. We don't want that. We want to make sure that you are so focused in and steady and consistent as a driver. Because again, too, like think of how many times that you've said, I want to lose weight this year, but then something else comes up. There's uh, uh, something with work pulls your attention away. Something with your family pulls your attention away. And, and that's good sometimes, right? Because you like those are, we're listed here. Your friends, your mission, your career, your fight, like they're all important parts. But sometimes we let those things get really, really big. And we're not specific. We're a high achiever where we feel like we have to do everything versus a high performer. So the next step to this is really getting specific on each one of these areas. What do you want? What's your ambitions for each of those areas? Not just having one ambition for your whole wellness, your whole life assessment. And something that I've started to do with a few of my clients is playing around with this idea of mortality motivation. So a lot of times when I've taken these before and they're like, well, what do you want to do for like, like, what's the goal for your health, for your whole life? And it gets, it's like, I, I don't know, like my whole life, I, like there's so much to it. It's not concrete enough. And so I was listening to, um, it was, it wasn't specifically Rachel Hollis who said this, but it was through her podcast and she did not um, say who told her this, but she said one of the best pieces of advice that she ever got about kind of developing motivation was someone told her that what he does is he looks at like what his goals are and, and he just asks himself, okay, if I only had three years to live, 
What do I actually want? And so this is where we bring in mortality motivation is like we play around with this and, and we be true with ourselves and we, we sit down and we truly say in three years, if I was to pass away, what is the legacy that I want to hold in each of these areas? What do I want for my health or my mental and emotional state to be in three years? If like I just had three years, what do I want to happen with my friends or with my family or my intimate relationships? Um, so this is something that definitely play around with this. Um, when you actually do it and you sit down and you say like, I'm going to be real with this and actually act as if this is happening now, it's life-changing because one, you kind of start to realize that you have so much life. Cause if you can just be like, Oh, in three years, if I can have this, this would be amazing. You're like, I can actually do this in three years. It gets to the root of what we truly want in life. When we play around and say, okay, in three years, if I were to pass away, what, what would I want? And then if we can challenge ourselves to live with a level of intentionality where we actually say, okay, in three years, this is where I will be. Imagine how many like amazing things we can have three years and three years and three years and three years. And we can keep having that level of intentionality instead of just saying like, oh, I'll just start again next Monday. Oops. Oh, I can't do anything this like it's, it's Christmas time. So I'm like gonna really go all in, which like totally might be your thing, but just how amazing I just, I love this. And so play around with this um, and really focusing in on what are your ambitions in each one of these areas? Because we, then we get a really holistic picture and you have a streamlined intentionality of what is my path? And what is off my path? And then, because because this is where we're going to really dictate and understand what is off your path. What are the things that we need to get rid of? And so looking at, so after you look at what your kind of ambitions are for each one of your whole life assessment, then you get to do these two really fun things. So the first is to make your dump list. So these are things that just you're going to do an audit of your life. This is a whole audit to really kind of make sure that you are crystal clear and squeak, squeaky clean going forward of what you want and what are the action steps. And this will help you to get to the aligned action that we'll talk about tomorrow. Um, so make your dump list. So here is what I want to get rid of. So who or what in my life is not serving me well? Who or what is draining my energy or holding me back from my dream reality? So in the next 90 days, what are you committed to not doing? So I wanted to keep it with the three of in three years, these are your ambition. And then the next three months, what are you going to stop? So three, three. And then what is your keeper list? So write down everything in your life that supports your dream. So what in your life makes you feel really, really dang good. And then in the next 90 days, Oh, that's never mind. I was the same question. Um, so that's that is where I'm going to stop us today um, because I know this is a little bit longer of a training, and I want you guys to actually do this activity. Of we kind of just went in on one of the A4s, 
ambition. I want you to, again, be not, I don't want your ambition to be hurt in pain. Because this is where it's, it's, things will happen where you might not feel the best about your body or about the, the way you look in the mirror or about kind of the way you act with people, the things that do cause us harm and, and that do kind of rev up like, oh, okay, I need to change. Like this is a little bit of the motivation. Anything that is a hurt or a pain, we don't want to be driving from that. We want your ambition to be about who you are becoming. And that's why we can, again, you can start with level one of just asking, okay, like, who do I want to be? What is my ambition? Level two is kind of start to pull back those onions about asking, okay, why is this important? Why is this important? And then the big daddy, the big mama is really looking at your whole life and dreaming up of who your dream version of you, like the best version of you, what is he or she like in your reality? What are they like in um, their, the health or in your finances? Like dream what your, what your road is what your end result is, the, the clarity of the path, because that's when you become a steady driver and you don't have these things that are pulling you off. And then even if there are things like, okay, body image issue coming up, you're like, okay, I know this is the path. I can deal with this. Let's, let's fix it. So things aren't, so I'm not kind of letting this kind of go on. And I'm just like, like driving on empty almost because I have this kind of belief about my body that's really inhibiting me from going forward. Let's deal with it. Okay, we're good. Because you are crystal clear and have such clarity of who you're becoming. That is how we get a dang powerful ambition and a level of intentionality and motivation that is unshakable. And that's what I know you can do. So that's your homework for today is to go through. I will um, add the, this um, whole life assessment at the bottom of this. Um, but that's your homework is to really focus in on what is my ambition and to make it so that it is something that lights you up, that you get like chills thinking about like, what if, if I can get this when I get this, like it'll, it'll be life-changing. And I want this to be big and attainable, but not so much that you have, like, you're like, like, don't go too far. Almost say, and I actually had a mentor who told me this, um, Melanie Ann Lair, who said, like, think of it. We want an ambition where you can see yourself achieving the results, but still looking the same. So you don't have to, it doesn't have to take 20 years because you'll look a little bit different in 20 years. So if that helps kind of, this is kind of a different version of the smart goals of the measurable and attainable, um, but make, I want something that is so ambitious that you, you can't see, you can't see the steps to get there because we haven't gone there yet. And it's that big, but I also want you to see yourself in the same physical body that you look in the mirror and you see this today, achieving that results. So guys go all in on this. Um, this is fun. I'm excited. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening. 
My goal is to help as many women listening. And if this episode supported you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your friends. Or even better, drop a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Don't forget, if you are looking for any additional support, you can always reach me on Instagram at Katie Christ. See you back here next week.